0: I'm a master healer who works with all earthlings to reunite them within themselves and with each other, regardless of the dimension they're currently in. Meaning, I'm a medium as well as an animal communicator, medical intuitive, and channel for all beings. I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support animals and humans as they heal from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animal's Eye View podcast. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I mention at the end of every podcast that I have a social media presence, should that resonate for anyone listening, to connect with me there as well. Facebook was actually the first one beyond my website, and the website itself has gone through several iterations. Uh, Twitter actually took a while for me to step into because, frankly, it scared me at first. I don't mind admitting that because of my perception of how fast it seemed to go. You know, lots of comments flying hither and hither and there and all that kind of stuff. And I, all of which I attempt to keep on the think twice, post once aspect of the interwebs uh, after all being written in ink. I am fairly certain that if I wasn't in business for myself, I might not even have a Facebook personal page, as radical (laughs) as that might sound to some of you. And within the Facebook private group that I moderate, The Animals I View, I like to try and keep it fresh, because animals are fresh. Something new every single day, just like on my professional page the The website itself is fairly set in stone, although I do review that every couple of months so that I can you know catch any mistakes that might not have been uh caught uh, the first time around, and you know putting new information in there and new classes and and all that all that kind of a thing. Um, The rest of it, I choose a daily theme or something that strikes my fancy that I think others might like. And certainly if the animals pop their heads up and say, hey, we think you should share this, then I'm definitely likely to follow their lead. In the Facebook private group, for instance, I made this past Monday a what other species have you lived with day, not including cats and dogs. Because, you know, cats and dogs are fabulous and a lot of people have cats and dogs, but Certainly, myself included, I've lived with other species than just cats and dogs. And I thought, well, if this is resonating with me, then certainly other people and their animal, animal relationships can be wide and varied. And I was delighted with what came through. We had a tarantula named Billy the Bloodthirsty because of how he caught and ate crickets and actually then helped that one guardian get over their fear of spiders. We had rats and snakes and lizards and geckos and and even an African cichlid that apparently lived to be over 25 years old. We had turtles and ferrets, that was my contribution, and guinea pigs and bearded dragons. Birds, just a cornucopia of lovely, lovely diversity in human and animal families. And the really interesting thing is that there's no need for warm blood and a commonality of warm blood between species for deep bonds to form. And so just like that theme on that particular Facebook day on Monday. Um, the same thing goes for my Twitter feed, uh, for which I use a free service called Buffer that I can load up my Twitter feed for about four days at a time. And that kind of gets beyond me every once in a while. Reference what I previously said about my perception Twitter moves really fast. Because in order to have somewhat of a presence more than just a tweet a day, it was recommended to me. And I post four times a day. And My use of Twitter is, yes, professional, I I use it also for information, I like to follow what's trending on the Twitter, say for my favorite Colorado sports teams, Avs, what the heck is your problem, that's an aside, (laughs) or current events just to say in the know. Um, you know, kind of sort of watching from the sidelines without, without having to lay any money on any kind of thing. And with Twitter, I also like to use themes or variations on a theme. And I will often use one word that relates to my experience that day or week, and then I search on quotes about that particular word. As I said earlier, naturally the animals get involved and they have no shortage of opinions about the word of the day or another concept that happens to be adjacent to the word of the day. Um, An example would be the one that got me to this podcast subject, which was Abyss. Abyss. And just as another side note, one of my favorite all-time movies is The Abyss, directed by James Cameron. Even back in 1989, I was fascinated with other species' experiences, both on this planet and off this planet. And if you haven't seen The Abyss yet, I, I highly recommend it. And so not surprisingly, beyond an opinion of a word or a meaning or a subject of which animals have an opinion... It's often dramatically different than the one a human, namely me, and maybe you, dear listener might assign to the word, because they have a remarkable way of looking beyond the singular meaning of a word. And let's face it, each word also has an opposite partner, at least in our verbal vocabulary, that gets to the unity of that word with its opposites. And for humans, we tend not to put opposites together because we're usually focused on the duality of things and most often on one side of the duality. We see things as an either-or, and if we put them together, it almost makes each part feel less so. For instance, a light can be both on and off. We may think, how can something be both on and off? Well, a, a light switch does it all of the time in its unified state, right? We just tend to see one part of that unified state. And for a while now, and maybe like you, I've been more than comfortably aware of an abyss or an edge, mostly within our species that is widening and deepening and whose depths, quite frankly, I have no desire to plumb. Because my own body doesn't like how it feels, the heaviness, the density, the no room for light feeling. It's it's similar, I think, to a weight that Earth herself is trying to shed as her own evolutionary path leads her away from duality and into a place of mostly sunshine, a.k.a. light. It's, it's as if the rest of the planet is saying, yeah, this was fun as an experiment. We understand how the contrast of duality helps us to choose what feels better for ourselves and for everyone else. And of course, all other species have been in, on this train for a really long time, except for humans. And this is where that abyss comes in. This abyss is our collective shade that in a fair number of areas in the world among humans is seeming to deepen and strengthen. Or another way to look at it from a place of unity is that maybe it's just coming to light, literally. Literally. And before we can release it, all of its aspects must be known and to an extent embraced, because that's how awareness release happens. All, all the other species, including your lovely animal companions, know and have known that our, our species is late to this party. And perhaps we're just now understanding the incredibly delicate, knife's edge balance of partnership on the planet. That it's, it's supposed to be equal measures of giving and receiving, and these must be present in order for the whole and within each individual, their whole, to, to thrive. And at times, again, I perceive the abyss seems to be seething with newfound energy and strength. And then I'm reminded that often in the death throes of any experience on earth, before there is separation between physical body and the soul, there can be instinctual grasps of the body towards more life. Yet, it's not that the body wants to go on by itself. It's that it's hardwired prerogative of must keep healthy and whole for as long as possible in service of the soul within seems to take precedence. It doesn't. It just takes a bit longer to release. It just takes a bit longer for that light switch to flip to off. The planet and all her beings have already decided in which direction to go. The release is a fait accompli for them at this point. And frankly, the sooner the better. And and we have a choice about with which energy to resonate. We don't think we do, but we always do. And now more than ever, according to the animals, is a time to choose from a place of empowerment and intuition. And your animal companion does this all the time. Any resonance that you have about this abyss or edge that seems to be out there, of which you're more aware now than ever, it simply doesn't serve you. And your animal companion is masterful at mirroring for you What is out of balance in your co-created energy environment? It could be in a microcosm, your relationship, your work, your family, your body, all of it can and will be mirrored if it's out of balance. Because again, keep in mind your animal companion knows the edge is out there and it's choosing not to resonate with the edge because it knows the direction that the planet is going. And sometimes you may be tempted to think, well, you know, is Fido or Fluffy acting this way because they're anxious about the edge of the world? And to be clear, our definition would be the human-only, air quotes, world, of course. It's, it's way bigger than that for all other species. Are they acting this way because they seem to be anxious about the edge that the world, our definition, seems to be on? Is that what's causing this to happen? No that's not what's happening. Fido and Fluffy and all the other wonderful species that I mentioned earlier with whom we share our lives understand full well and are actually holding space for our species to buy a clue from Vanna and come into the place of energy where they reside every single moment of every single day. And in this place of beingness, There is only unity with the planet and with all other beings. Our experiences differ at times dramatically, and there will still be the contrast to the sunshine, that being shade, that only serves to reinforce how each is part of the one sun that warms us all. That would include predator and prey. I've talked at length before about how the predator and prey relationship that we reject is really nothing more than all the other species' uh, pathway on the planet to unity. When I ingest you, you become part of me. When you choose to be ingested by me, you are choosing to share part of you with me. Your companion animal knows and sees the illusion of this thing that we call stress, that we put on ourselves through work, relationships, our perspective of the world, in the world that we perceive maybe going to heck in the handbasket, and yet they also choose not to align themselves with that energy. You may very well be working through your own mirror image of this rebalancing, which I would encourage you to separate out from the world at large. You are connected, one will mirror the other, and I cannot tell you how many people I've been working with over the past six to nine months, and on my own stuff personally, who say, wow, this hasn't come up before. I'm not really understanding. This feels like a a great big, huge reset in all areas of my life, past, present, and future, and to which I can nod and say, absolutely, I want to validate what is going on for you because you're moving in the direction that earth herself is moving. And it is this mirror image of your own that will be mirrored back to you by your companion animal. So it can be released as it doesn't match their true north of mostly joy at all times. So much of what may have happened to you in the past of this current experience simply doesn't serve you any longer. All of your attachments to it do not serve you. And so perhaps this is enough for you right now upon which to focus and then release. You, just like your animal companion is a masterful light being who is completely capable of identifying what you want in this experience. If it doesn't please your master vehicle, the body, it is time for that to go. Rest easy about all the others within your species group on the planet. Your future is entirely up to you, so no pressure. At least, this is how the animals see it. Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service via www.lazannflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, the aforementioned Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I invite you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events such as new classes and online psychic fairs. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.